It's been yet again another roller coaster series for the Omaha Storm Chasers, who have taken two of the first five games this week on the road against the St. Paul Saints. In both of Omaha's wins, the Chasers scored in the first inning and then led all nine. The first two losses saw the team claw back from a deficit, only to quickly fall behind again, including a walk-off defeat Wednesday. In true Royals fashion, stolen bases have not just been the theme of this week, quite frankly, they've been the theme of the month. Omaha has swiped 14 bases and 18 tries this series, tied with 14 last week for the most in a single week. On Thursday, they swiped six, and then on Friday it was seven, but six of those came in the first inning, leading to two runs without putting the ball in play. With five steals this week, outfielder Dyron Blanco has 33 on the season, the most of any minor league player, and Samad Taylor has three this week in St. Paul, not far behind Blanco with 25 on the season, which is tied eighth in the minor leagues. As a club in 2023, Omaha has stolen 96 bases, the most of any AAA club, and tied for the fifth most in the minors. Having played 48 games this year, the Chasers are averaging as a team two steals per game. But let's get back to Blanco for a second. Sure, he's stolen a lot of bases, but you can't do that if you're not getting on base, and he is reaching base at a torrid pace in the month of May. Dyrone's 557 on on-base percentage is the best of any qualified hitter in the minor leagues in the month of May, while his 404 batting average ranks fourth, again, among all qualified qualified minor league hitters. And yeah, we know he's fast, but on Tuesday, he hit Omaha's longest home run of the season so far, a 455-foot solo blast. Infield to pull for the speedy Blanco, the 1-1 pitch. High in the air, left center field. Stevenson races back into the alley, turns around on the warning track, and that ball's gone. A monster blast from Dyron Blanco, 455 feet onto the concourse in center field. The solo shot puts the Chasers up 4-0 in the top of the fourth inning. Max Castillo is back with the Storm Chasers, and he makes his sixth start of the season today at 5.05 Central from CHS Field. After today, the Storm Chasers head home for six games at Warner Park against the Memphis Redbirds beginning Tuesday. For the Omaha Storm Chasers, I'm Nick Batters. This week in Tulsa was one of frustration for the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. On Tuesday night, the team got an outstanding start from Jonathan Boland, who went five shutout innings with five strikeouts, while the offense mustered a five-run lead against the best pitching staff of the minors and their strikeout lead. The drillers got all five runs back in the eighth and eventually walked off Northwest Arkansas in the 11th, winning 6-5. On Wednesday, we had a pitcher's duel with Noah Cameron making his double-A debut, striking out six in his seven innings of work while allowing just three hits with the walk. The Drillers also pitched a shutout, sending us to extras for the second straight night until the 10th when a sacrifice fly to right field ended the game with the Drillers dropping NWA 1-0. It was Groundhog's Day again on Thursday with the two teams going another 11 innings and the Drillers earning a 2-1 win after Beck Way turned in his best start at AA this year. Friday went nine innings and Andrew Hoffman punched out eight, but another one-run loss in a 4-3 game kept the Naturals in the lost cone. Saturday was a 12-0 shutout loss, extending their streak to a season-high seven games. The Naturals look to stop the skid and earn their first road win in the month of May before heading home to close out May against Corpus Christi on Tuesday. With the Northwest Arkansas Naturals, I'm Sean Murray. Simply put, the Quad Cities River Bandits are the hottest team in baseball. 
After a six-game sweep on the road last week, the River Bandits have taken the first five at home against Beloit, good for 11 straight wins. Not only the longest active streak in minor league baseball, but also the franchise's best since 2015. While offense was the main story in Appleton, it's been the arms leading the charge against the Skycarp, as Quad City's pitching staff has posted a high-A low 115 ERA on the week, with 56 strikeouts and a Midwest League best .94 whip. Chandler Champlain highlighted the series for the rotation on Friday, posting six innings of one-run ball and moving into fourth in the league with seven more strikeouts. As far as the bullpen goes, take your pick. River Bandits relievers have allowed just one earned run in 23 and a third innings throughout the series. On Wednesday, Ronald Madrano struck out the side in his Bandits debut, while Anthony Simonelli extended his scoreless inning streak to eight and a third innings. However, on Saturday, it was John McMillan who struck out five while stranding a pair of placed runners in extra innings, which gave the bats enough time to get win number 11 in style. The 1-1. Flared towards left, coming on Castillo, he won't get there. Here comes Valdez, the throw to the plate, not in time. Quad Cities walks it off in the 11th. Their win streak ain't over yet. 11 in a row for the River Bandits on a walk-off knock from Javier Vaz. Final score in Davenport, 2-1 Bandits. Hoping to make it a dozen and secure their second straight series sweep this afternoon, Quad Cities will make the trek to East Lake, Ohio next week, where they'll meet the Lake County captains for the first time since 2019. With the Quad Cities River Bandits, I'm Kyle Kercheville. The Fireflies have started off their series with the River Dogs in a big way, taking the first four games of the series, three of which they've won by a single run. Late game heroics have been the story of the week as Omar Hernandez lined his fifth walk-off hit of his Fireflies career in the 10th inning of Thursday's game, which scored Eric Pena and pushed the Fireflies to a 3-2 victory. The next night, Ben Sears was on the hill in the top of the ninth with a runner on third when this happened. 0-2's coming in. Swing and a miss. He got him. Ben Sears closes out the ball game with the strikeout of Cameron James. And Columbia wins it 5-4. to four. The pitching staff has played the star of the show role this week, allowing only six earned runs in 37 innings, or roughly a 146 ERA. After Saturday's game was washed away, Columbia sat in first place in the South Division by four games with 22 games remaining in the first half. Next week, Columbia will have one of their toughest matchups of the season as they head to Kinston to face the Down East Wood Ducks. From Segra Park, I'm John Kosis.